nuclear. Now is it crick or creek? Coyote or coyote? Sometimes I say library. Welcome to You're Saying It Wrong. I'm Fletcher Powell, and each episode we turn to the people who literally wrote the book on this, sister and brother team Kathy and Ross Petrus, and we'll dive into what we get wrong and sometimes what we get right when we try to speak this weird English language. Okay, we're going to basically talk about words that people... There was a survey done by um, a language site called Preply, and they were doing... They did a study of words that people think make you sound smart, words that people use to sound smart, and words that bother people when other people are using them trying to sound smart. Uh, these are my favorite uh, words to talk about, I, both because I've used too many of them in my life and, and because now they all bother me. Yeah, exactly. We're also going to try to get you because we also have a survey, another survey done, which says how many words do you know and how smart are you for knowing these oh, words? God. We'll all take a little test. I want to interject, <laughs> though, Fletcher. I have to interject here. Ross is getting me, too, because I didn't see okay. this. So, all right, all right. so you and I are both on the hot seat. <laughs> well, I'm also getting myself because a whole bunch of the words at the end, I had no idea what, what they were, and we're going to all go through them. Yeah, First but of all, you I'd, at I'd least like saw sort of open... them. Yeah, but I mean, like, abulia? That's what we're going to talk about. <laughs> no, 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 Okay. I looked at it, but I have no idea what it means. <laughs> okay, fine. But first, we're going to, first one, one thing I just noticed first that I was telling Kath about it just a couple minutes ago, about an interesting little thing that occurred here. And it basically is about how you use words can kind of identify you. We've talked about that a lot. There are different registers of language, different dialects of language, and sometimes you can get really caught out. We've had a bunch of, um, up here in Canada, we've had a... Um, a series of protests against uh, Max. <laughs> we Max all, we all, we all know about that. I think we've all heard about it. But one really interesting thing is, um, I'm not taking any political position here, but there was a manifesto. There are a number of manifestos, and then there was an argument about where these manifestos came from. And one was fascinating. They spelled color C O L O R. Now. If you're in Canada, color is spelled C-O-L-O-U-R. It's a British spelling. Uh -huh. Valor, you know, things like that. And that immediately, to me, indicated that possibly that manifesto, that specific one, did not come from Canada. And that goes to a statement. I, what I really can't understand for any of these things is why you don't double check. Uh, that The same notion, a couple of weeks ago, I got a uh, call on an American phone from uh, IRS not the IRS, IRS, <laughs> telling me I had to pay penalties for non-compliance. And in English, we in American English specifically, we tend to use uh, definite articles, the or indefinite articles, a. So this, and in Russia and in China, they don't. So I'm wondering if this came from one of those overseas places, but why don't they bother to like get the right English for the right audience? I had gotten a fake spam email from the quote IRS and it was like basically saying that I had to pay something and it was a Walmart card was somehow involved, which was my tip oh, really? off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they didn't even have to do the language part. <laughs> I, I uh, just really quickly to take us slightly off track uh, in another direction as well. I was reading uh, an article about uh, my favorite NBA player, Fred Van Vliet, because he came from Wichita State, but he plays for the Toronto Raptors. And so the articles I yes. read are mostly Canadian. And yes. they were talking about 
um, Fred, Fred, there, there was a quote from Fred, and it said something about his favorite something or other, but they spelled it favorite, F-A-V-O-U-R-I-T-E. O-U-R, mm. yes. And, and, and in my head, I thought, he didn't say that. Because <laughs> because it was spelled the Canadian and British way, <laughs> and Fred's and Fred's American. Anyway, but yeah, no, I, I mean, I think I think the real answer is is pure ignorance, uh, not even knowing that you need to check that there are different kinds of mm-hmm. English or English spellings or or use of definite articles, that sort of thing. Uh, but it, it's helpful for for us to know those those little. Uh, differences can maybe tip us off to the fact that something is not in in the native spelling, the native it's use of English. Yeah, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Anyway, moving right along, let's go to smart words. Kath, you want to open that one up? Okay, this was all um, as we said. A uh, it, it's a company called Preply, and they did a, they have fun surveys periodically. And this was a really fun one we had gotten. And they surveyed uh, Americans, these are Americans now, not Canadians, to ask them about the words that they thought people thought made people sound the smartest. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to do the little bullet points just quickly and then we'll go into it. 78% of the people thought that using big words, here we go back to, we've talked about this with confusables, how people have this thought that multisyllabic words sound smarter. And even if they're used incorrectly, as we've discussed at great length. So 78% thought big words make you sound smarter. 68% admitted they try to use a more complex vocabulary to be impressive. And uh, 58%, this is the one that makes me want to weep a little, confessed to saying they've used a word to sound smarter, even if they didn't know what it meant. Yeah. Did you say 58%? 58%. 58%. The real number's way higher than that. Oh, the real number's like 98%. Yeah. <laughs> you know it and I know it. <laughs> really. Although one thing, that sort of, one thing that sort of got me in the um, survey, Kathy, take a look at that last uh, line of the survey, 58%. There's mm-hmm. something wrong in their survey, too. Look at that. 58%. I'm looking at it now. Have used, have used a word, a word to sound, to sound smarter. Comma. Even though Even they didn't though they... know it's IT apostrophe S meaning. <laughs> yes. Oh, <good> God. <laughs> yes. Okay. okay. I'm going to quickly run through the, the top 20 of their lists. And I, I don't really think there's much to talk about with them. The words were, these are words that make someone sound smarter. And do we use them? We can discuss that in a minute. These are words that people people think Sad. make people sound smarter. Okay. These were the words that the that the, the, the people surveyed listed. Okay. Saying here are words that I think make someone sound smarter, and these were the top. Yeah, Fletcher. 20 the other day, calls. you exactly you said the word aesthetic the other day, and Kath and I both said. Boy, Fletcher's smart. Okay. We, did. <laughs> we didn't think so before, though. <laughs> Thank goodness I used that big word. Yeah, right. <laughs> Keep it up, baby. <laughs> These are the words. Articulate, accolade. I'm sorry, Ross. I'm going to interject. I believe that would be articulate. I don't think they would say I articulated that. I believe they... Oh, we don't know. Terms of, he's articulate rather than the verb. Yes. You're saying it's okay. Yeah, I was gonna. I was using it as a, uh, a, a as a verb. Okay, articulate, accolade, brevity, anomaly, adulation, abysmal, candor, adept, exacerbate, vernacular, caveat, vacillate, juxtapose, 
aesthetic. Ding, ding, ding. Ambiguous, quintessential, adequate, fastidious, repertoire, and misnomer. I would say I use about 70 to 75% of those words. Uh, you know, maybe not in casual conversation, but certainly in writing and sometimes in in conversation. Yeah, I, this is what struck me with the list is that I'm looking at it. It's a, that none of these seem particularly wrong. You know, these don't seem like the kind of words I detest that someone's yeah. using and they oughtn't use. No. I, they I don't would, feel snobby. Not at all. Right. I agree with you. These all seem very legitimate. The only one I would argue, I think sometimes quintessential. I might use it, but it does have a little bit of a, a Tony sort of tone. I use quintessential me. all the time. I really do, actually. And I don't consider myself a particularly like hotsy totsy gal. You know Well, what that's I mean? why I'm always sneering at you, Kat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm going to ask you guys a question. This one sort of got me. What is anomaly? I know what anomaly means, but what does it technically mean? Tell me. Okay. I thought it was something that doesn't match. I thought it was something that doesn't match into the thing. It's like You're correct. Yeah. But what got me about it was I didn't really get the full idea of it statistically in a real sense. An anomaly is a result that cannot be explained away given a distribution. In other words, it's impossible if we assume something. Mm. So what's the difference between an anomaly? Because I used it as an outlier. An outlier is unlikely, but it could happen. Uh Anomaly really is something that's anomalous. It can't happen. And I think I sort of confused the two Mm. when I used them. It's something that cannot happen. Or oughtn't happen. It can't be explained. Well, It would happen, but it can't be explained. See, that's what I thought But Kathy was right. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I, I got it as partly like an outlier that it, it, it's an improbability. It's an anomaly. But that Although was an, I'm wondering, we've talked about this a lot of times, how words get extended and, 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 and their, their usage changes. And I'm wondering if it gets, it's getting to that point. I would, I would argue that probably most people get anomaly from like science fiction stuff, like Star Trek or whatever, right? There's an anomaly. Actually, as Kathy was speaking, as Kathy was speaking, I looked it up and Kathy is correct, apparently. <laughs> That, While anomaly <laughs> is, is a generally accepted term, other synonyms, and they include outlier in that synonym, mm-hmm. they're often used, and anomalies and outliers in particular are often used interchangeably. But technically, an anomaly is something that can't be explained given the base distribution, whereas an outlier is unexpected but it can be explained. Hmm. And that distinction I never I never had. I wanted to say that one thing, speaking of anomaly, I've, <laughs> I got curious and I looked it up if it was used correctly or incorrectly. And I have found it's being used very incorrectly as anomal- anomalous being used to mean anonymous. <laughs> so oh people are saying, so-and-so who wish to remain anomalous. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm getting a little tense now about this concept of it extending the usage. Will we be talking about anomalous people? I prefer to remain anomalous. Thank you. Okay. Do you want to move on to the next one? Which words do people use to seem smarter? What words they mostly use? And Fletcher, we can all, do you have the uh, survey up? Yeah, I've got it here in front of me. 
Okay, so we can look at it. Articulate. Oh, darn it. Articulate again. Ambiguous. Aesthetic. Capitalize. Concur. I, I'm sorry. I'm interjecting. Fletcher aesthetic was number three to yeah. sound smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> smarter. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's definitely why I've used it is is so that I could seem smarter. Yeah. Capitalize. Like, like I'm capitalizing on this? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I guess so. I don't understand. Well, I don't think it's capitalizing a letter. Or capitalizing a corporation. Contemplate, adequate, coincide, anomaly again, adept, caveat, brevity, condone, amicable, exacerbate, bona fide, or in Latin, bona fide. I thought everybody says bona fide, not bona fide. I say bona fide. Yeah, m m most people say bona fide, even though it's probably not supposed to be that way. I used to say bona fide, but then they're always saying bona fide lately. So I started saying well, that. Well, actually, if you really want, I, I actually think in Latin it's bona fide, mm -hmm. actually. It's from Latin. Mm -hmm. uh, charisma, audacious, charisma. candor, charisma, candor, and impeccable. So the first list you gave us was words that actually, that, that people think do make other people sound smarter. This list that you just right. gave us are words that people admit they use to seem like they're smarter. Right. There's a whole lot of overlap between the two. There is. One thing we should add, though, one thing we should add, this was a survey done uh, in October 2021 of about 2,000 people. Okay. Uh, roughly 50% male, average age 39, 7% high school, 13% sub-college, 7% associate's degree, 53% bachelor's, 21% uh, higher education. There's so much overlap. I, I mean, I think what we're learning is that people uh, think they, <laughs> this second list is words people use to seem like they're smarter, but so many mm -hmm. of them are on the list of words that they actually think make people sound smarter. Mm -hmm. Basically, people think they're succeeding when they use these words mm -hmm. and sounding mm -hmm. smarter, mm -hmm. right? Agreed. I also think that when you look at this list, a lot of, again, we go back to most of these, I think are like not really, really irritating words like we've said in the past. Yeah. I, I, I but I mean, and I, and I do think like capitalize or contemplate. Contemplate, I have a little issue with because are they using it instead of saying think? Like I, yeah. I contemplated it and I felt that. And I think here mm -hmm. we go again with the, the, the idea that multi-syllable words make you sound smarter. Like think versus contemplate, I guess. But I mean, audacious. Yeah. That no, seems odd to me. I, a lot of these seem odd. I mean, mostly because, like I said before, with the first list, which is pretty close to the second list, uh, you know, I use a lot of these words and not, I mean, just because they're generally appropriate words to use, right? Not because mm. I'm trying to sound any smarter. I find it interesting, though, that quintessential was a word that people said made people sound smarter and they don't use it. <laughs> I don't know why. No, that, that's that's interesting. Like, <laughs> The one word on here that I love, and I'm, this is just a complete aside, is exacerbate. Uh -huh. I use that a lot, and it's one of those words that I also think is just euphonious. I, I like the feel of it. I, I like saying it. I like how it sounds. I like everything about it. Yeah, it's really fun to say, exacerbate. Yeah. It feels like it ought to have those sounds in a different order, like exacerbate or something, you know? <laughs> and, and, but but and, and that's why it's fun to say is because, you I don't know, it just flows really nicely. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. It's funny, though. Looking at the list, I don't really see anything on that list that I don't think I would normally use. Yeah, there. I mean, really. there, there are a couple that I, like, just wouldn't use because I don't – I mean, but it, it's not a philosophical reason. It's just because I no. don't use them. You know? No. Yeah, I don't use amicable. I was about to say that, but what happens if you have a meeting with someone 
uh, that you an amicable meeting. I mean, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I would yeah. immediately say amicable. Yeah. Yeah. You had a big argument with your neighbor, so you met with him. What happened? Well, it was pretty amicable meaning. Yeah. I might say it automatically like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's go back. Let's go on, though, to the next one, which is, which we'll scroll down now. Which words make someone sound pretentious? This is interesting because a lot of the same words are on it, which make me wonder a little bit about this whole thing. Faux pas. I think I would use that. Audacious. Caveat. bona fide. Or bona fide. <laughs> or bona fide to be Latin. Chic. Brevity. These are the words that are most likely to make people sound pretentious to other to other yeah, people. These yeah. are basically words that sort of tick off people. The, the, right. the, the, think... the survey uh, respondents were asked, what what do you think? Which are the words that, that you feel make people sound pretentious? And these were the ones that came up the most. Articulate again. Let's 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 finish it up. Adulation, articulate, candor, aesthetic, again, ambiguous. <laughs> Cavalier, capitalize, abysmal, concur, juxtapo- juxtapose, wunderkind, accolade, and conundrum. Wunderkind? That, talk about an outlier. Yeah. <laughs> Where the hell did that come from? You know I mean, Veltschmerz, maybe, but wunderkind? <laughs> Actually, this entire batch, I don't think I would get think it's particularly pretentious except for wunderkind. Wunderkind, I think, is extremely pretentious. I don't think I would ever say that. I think you've used it, Ross, actually. I, I believe you have. <laughs> I <can't>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, like, look back. <laughs> Catherine, yeah, I... I do not concur with your <laughs> abysmal cavalier <laughs> attitude. You have made a faux pas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. These words make people sound pretentious. Uh, yeah, I mean, ambiguous. What's wrong with that? Uh, ab- abysmal, abysmal seems fine. Articulate. I'll give you. I'll give you Wunderkind Ross. Actually, that that one. Faux pas. <laughs> I mean, of course you say po- caveat. Although when I was younger, I did think I used to use caveat when I was younger because I did think it sounded cool. I did. Mm. Now I use it just because I use it. But uh, no, I have no problem with any of them. I, I have no problem with any of these. Accolade, I'm not nuts about, but, you know, whatever. But again, I can see an easy use. I can see easy times. When, I, mean, I can see times when you would easily use any of, I would at least use any of these words, which I think is really interesting. I do think the distribution of people they surveyed, and this goes back to, we've talked about this hundreds of times, different registers of language. And I think if you're in a college-educated environment, versus being in a baseball game, even without college educated people. I don't know. There are college people who watch baseball a lot too. But I think it depends on where you are and how you speak, like Fletcher had said earlier. And I can see being in an office and using any of these words. Except for Wunderkind. Except for Wunderkind. I would never use Wunderkind. Here's the question I have, and it's not answered by their methodology. And I think it might make a huge difference here. There's so much overlap in all three of these lists that I'm wondering if they just gave the respondents a, a, list. a list of words rather than asking them to volunteer the words I themselves. I am thinking the same thing, Fletcher, because it's it just seems very, very odd to me that you would have articulate, 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 um, anomaly, anomaly. I mean, I wouldn't even think of anomaly if I were asked. But the point is, though, but the point is, though, you're not going to if you don't if you're not presented with a list to be fair mm. to the to the test givers if you're not given a list you're not going to come up with anomaly or quintessential you're not going to think of it cuz you don't know the word but if you if you have a list of let's say 200 words i, I mean that's a 
you have a very limited set of options you know maybe mm-hmm. these maybe these were the most pretentious sounding on that list but but it doesn't it doesn't oh, even yeah. it doesn't even give like how pretentious that means <laughs> like it's true it's, it's true like, oh, no. I, I feel like all of these are 51% pretentious but they're the most pretentious on the list and therefore they're yeah. the top 20 you've got like okay you've got cat yeah. dog faux pas which one am I going to pick <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean the cat the cat is the most pretentious out of all of yeah, those right? <laughs> which is yeah. why I love them <laughs> I agree with you yeah do you guys want to move on to another survey absolutely one second I just wanted to say the one thing I just had to throw in because I keep seeing ambiguous and I'm sure you guys have seen it and it's not the same word, but when p- headline writers misuse uh, amphibious instead oh, of ambidextrous, right. <laughs> I just, I just, like, that's a case where I just, I just love it. And I had to throw that in. <laughs> that was all. <laughs> oh, but we were going to talk quickly about, apoc- uh, we were talking about apocryphal though quickly before we go into this. One word that isn't on the list that Kathy and I both think tends to sound sort of pretentious, but it's commonly used and we commonly use it is apocryphal. Mm-hmm. And we had a big argument about apocryphal. Kathy yeah, that's I... right. In the past, I don't know if you remember Fletcher, during the Confusables, we had mentioned yeah. we'd used apocryphal. Yeah, and I think it was often used, people seem to think it means um, uh, out of the ordinary or something. But this is the Ross. I found this example. I was looking. It's a very strange example. I was looking at something about uh, food, and it was the line I found was said. There's even a perhaps apocryphal 16th century report by Spanish missionary Fray Bernardino de Sahagún claiming that Aztecs prepared pozole using human flesh. We're not going to talk about the human flesh part. Example. Forget the human flesh. I said to Ross, I hate this. This is driving me crazy. I keep seeing perhaps apocryphal or possibly apocryphal. And Ross and I had a big argument. How do you, what what do you think? Do you think that's right or wrong? Perhaps apocryphal. I'm asking Fletcher Ross. Do I think it's technically right or wrong? I, I I think it's probably wrong, technically. Okay. Uh, that's what Kathy said. And I argue vehemently about that. I don't think it's, there's near apocryphal, possibly apocryphal everywhere. It's all over the place. So regardless if it's technically correct or incorrect, it's used everywhere. The debate really is, what about that? And apocryphal means doubtful authenticity. It's widely circulated as being true, but it's a doubtful authenticity. So I said, it can be possibly of doubtful authenticity. So can't that kind of be Okay, I don't know if it's of doubtful authenticity. I'm saying this is what I think it is. So I'm thinking it's apocryphal. So it's possibly of doubtful authenticity. So I think it can be technically true. And I think we're going to get into this. I I, I have a problem still with it because because I feel that they're using apocryphal to mean sort of like mythical or something. You know what I mean? They're just saying it's untrue. Whereas if you're saying it's perhaps of doubt, okay, so you're saying the apocryphal relates. Okay, you're saying the apocryphal relates to the report, not the not the action. Yes, yes. Hmm. Okay, maybe you're right. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Now for the good test. This is a test of. I'm going to give you guys 60 words. We're going to go whip through the first 30. We're going to do a spot check, and then we're going to go into this. Um, this is a test to determine basically your uh, English vocabulary. This was compiled by lexicographers. It's probably like any test, not necessarily amazingly accurate. We have 
basically six levels of um, speech. Level one is, you know, zero to 6,000 words, and you're basically a kid age six. Level two, 6,000 to 12,000, you're about 10 years old. Level three, 12,000 to 18,000, um, you're about 18 years old, getting ready to go to college. 18,000 to 24,000, you're adult with no education in college or early college. Now we get into the, the sort of hopefully our range, 24 to 30,000 words. These are people who are well-educated, do a lot of reading. They're in the top echelons of their professions or heading in that direction. I'm sorry, Mr. Level six. Are we going to humiliate ourselves here, Ross? I'm, no, I'm a little you tense now. Okay. Level six is 30,000 to 36,000 words. And that is basically little different from level five, but you know a lot of something or other. <laughs> okay, now what we do is we take a test. There are uh, six levels. Level one test, I'm just going to quickly give you guys, I'm going to give you two, two words of each one. Obviously, you're going to know them, binoculars daily. Level two, abandon manual. Level three, abridge aggregate. Level four, abhorrent Okay, Let's frustration. start at the, let's just go to the top because this is silly. Yeah. And we're going to level five. Level five, we're going to start now. Ready? Okay. The first word is abscissa. What? Abscissa. Abscissa. I know it. I I can't see it, so I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't. Okay, A-B-S-C-I-S-S-A from math class, Kath. Yeah, I hated math. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is, I got to go now. Yeah, I, I don't remember, I don't remember what abscissa are. Okay, so it's when you identify something on the x-axis from the x-axis. Okay. Okay, no idea. Wouldn't, nope. Okay. Badinage, B-A-D-I-N-A-G-E or I know that. Oh God, yeah. Nope, I don't know what that I do is. Too. What is that? Okay, that's like that's like a conversation, like a retorting back and forth. Clever. clever. Yes. Mm -hmm. Clever. Cartel. I think we don't even have to bother with. No, we all know cartel. Right. Cartel. I know. Okay. Daemon. D a e m o n. I don't think we need to bother with. Uh, what? D a e m o n. I always thought that was like yeah. demon. Demon. I mean, that's yeah. What I it's the, it's the Greek. Yeah. It's a okay. Greek. Uh, it, it's the Greek. It's it also could be a good diamond in Greek. Okay, but it's know, fancy. It's fancy. It's fancy. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. Dendrite. I think we probably all know. A dendrite is uh, in your brain. Yeah. Isn't it like those like those branchy things? Precisely the branchy things. It comes from the actually it must come from the Greek dendron, which is tree. Yeah. Mm. It's the branchy things. It could be dendrites and in, in crystals. Can uh, rocks mm. can have dendrites. Oh, okay. Too. All right. Cool. Mm. Okay. Exordium. E-X-O-R-D-I-U-M. D-I-U-M? E-X-O-R-D-I-U-M. Exordium. Exordium. Nope, I don't know. Exordium. Yeah. I'm going to say it's excessive effort. No. It's the, <laughs> oh, this, I know from, this I know from Latin. It's the opening of a, uh, like a, kind of the, like what's the story is going to be about, what this thing is going to be. Which actually I would like to point out, it would take a lot of effort to do <laughs> you're, trying, you're trying to talk your way into this one aren't you yeah. i liked debating as a kid <laughs> okay so we've got fletcher help are you keeping track yeah how many, I, how I, many? I'm, i've only got three out of six so far 
What did I get? I forgot. You missed Abscissa. You you knew Badenhaj. You knew Cartel. You knew Demon. You knew and you knew. Okay, what about you, Ross? Do you know him all so far? I'm so far. I'm still booming. Okay. Oh, Wait till next list. He's the one with the book. <laughs> I have there. There are no definitions in the book, so I, I mean, I'm, I'm you're safe. Okay, I don't know how to pronounce this. I know the word because Kath and I wrote about the word in Coate. I n c h o a t e. Right, I know the word, but I don't know what it means, so I'm off. What's it mean? Doesn't it mean that it's like something that's at the beginning? It's 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 yeah, still nebulous. You got it. Yeah. Okay. Rudimentary. Yeah, you, I'm giving it to you. Oh you yeah. Okay. It. Sure. Okay. This one I know from a kid. Moraine. M o r a i n e. Goodness gracious. Nope. Mm -mm. Uh, uh, a fabric or a field. <laughs> ah, I think you're close because I thought of it was um, like a glacial moraine. It's the rocks that are like left behind by a glacier. I used to go rock hunting as a kid. Okay, I'm looking it up. That, look it, it up. It is accumulations of dirts and rocks that have fallen onto the glacier surface. Good I job. did not know that. Ah, though. okay. Okay. Boy, Ross, yeah, you're you're, uh, you're perfect so far, Ross. Yeah, but wait, the next list, I'm, I'm losing it. Okay. Rubric, R-U-B-R-I-C. This I know from Latin again. A rubric is books. like a a, a a measuring scale, like a, it's not exactly a scale, but uh, it's like the... I thought it was like, like, like rule, guidelines or rules, isn't it? Like yeah. This is, it fits in this... Kathy, Kathy is, is correct. Yeah, I just... I just didn't describe what I was saying well. Okay, because Latin manuscripts, rubric, rubric is red. And Latin manuscripts used to have um, red, like, headers, which told you, like, what the thing is, you know, what you need to do, know about it. So then it became kind of rules. The I think that up. Fletcher had it, though, because I think it's just, it. it was just mm, a question here. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 knew, I knew what it, I, I, I just wasn't describing what I meant very well. Yeah, I mean, I, I basically know what it is. Okay, okay, we all got that one. Okay, this one I happen to know because uh, the university, one of the universities has priests there. That's a clue. Sutan. S-O-U-T-A-I-N? S-O-U-T-A-N-E. T-A-N-E. I thought that was like a, 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 a I'm, I'm going to sound like a real idiot, but I thought that was like a braid that you put on clothing. Maybe it is that too. I thought it was a uh, cassock, a priest cassock. You're probably right. The long right. robe they wear in Catholic priests. Look it up, Kathleen. Yep, that's what it, it is. It's a type of cassock. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't like you, Ross. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Here goes Ross now. I have no idea what this word, I said it earlier, abulia or abulia. I don't know. A-B-U-L-I-A. -A. The only guess I can think of is, it, I'm just, this is a complete guess for me. The A usually means not, and then like bulimic? Yep, that's, exact, that's exactly what I was thinking. Okay, well, let, let's, let's, let's stay with that. What, um, what would bulimic be? I mean, bulimic is, is, uh, Actually, I think it's bulimic, isn't it? Anyway, it's you're vomiting stuff, mm. right? You're right. So would this be taciturn? Would this be like withholding? Would this be... You, <gasps> you could be right, Kath. All right, let's look it up. I like Kathy's definition. I don't, I don't think Fletcher and I should get it, but... I no, think but we were on the right... Look it up. Uh, an absence of will... I don't think I should get it. Here, an absence of willpower or an inability to act decisively. As a None of us got as it. a symptom of mental illness. <laughs> I didn't get it. No, no, we didn't. <laughs> I'm gonna start using that because it's sound pretentious. <laughs> okay. Okay. By cuspid, I think we all know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm missing two. Okay. Uh, caracol. 
In French, that's a little snail, I think. Well, spell it. C-A-R-A-C-O-L-E. That's caracol in French is a snail. Hmm. But I can't believe it's a snail in... I have no... I, a snail. Oh, it means in... in so caracolet in French is a, a verb. Uh, what does it mean? Like to be like don't a snail? Don't look at me. I don't know. Okay, don't know. I'm going to say Caracol, that I don't know. Giving you this the snail, I'm going to say curled up. I'm going to say coiled. Okay, it so means something coiled. Okay. Oh my, my god. Bad. It is related to turning. Uh now I I want to say that I had no idea what this was. Um Nor I. But the uh the the noun form is a half turn to the right or left by a horse. <laughs> <laughs> and then the verb form is to perform a, a caracol. <laughs> okay, so. none, none of us got it. Yeah, well, none, none of us, us are equestrians. So. <laughs> no, boy, these are tough. I don't know. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't approve of this. Yeah, I want to go okay. back to like anomaly. You know, <laughs> get ready for this one. Oh crap! Get ready for this one. This one I have no idea of either. Okay, it's calibit. C H A L Y B. E-A-T-E. I'm pronouncing it Calibit because Chalib, or, uh, uh, Calibit, C-H-A-L-Y-B-E-A-T-E. Now, Calib in Greek and Latin is steel. So could it be like steel-like? I don't know. I have no idea. Okay, I think it's idea? having a hard shell. Okay, we're all wrong. <laughs> it is... Uh, of or denoting natural mineral springs containing iron salts. <laughs> well, that's sort of close. <laughs> Where you would have a hard shell. <laughs> yeah. Fish. You ever heard of a steel spring? <laughs> I was thinking of eating lobster, which is shelly. I want to tell you, I've been doing a, I've been doing a bunch of New York Times Sunday puzzles from the 1980s lately, and this is exactly uh, the sort of uh, word that's in there. It's dreadful. I remember. I used to do them with my mom, oh, and yeah, they were tough. And then they became like sort of easy. It became like Kanye West was an answer <laughs> or something. <Yeah. laughs> you know, it used to be like that. Oh, yeah, man, this is good for our brains. Okay, this one I know. I think Croton, C R O T O N. I think that's okay. Oh yeah, that's what you. That's what you. That's what you put on your your Caesar salad, right? Come on, everybody knows that one. C-R-O-T-O-N. Yeah. Isn't that, because I'm thinking of Croton on Hudson, uh, of this, the, the, this, the town. Okay, so. Um, I, I'm thinking it's like some sort of a plant. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking of Randy, Kathy's husband, who's a plant person. And I'm thinking our grandmother who had this plant. I'm almost positive I know this one. Yeah. I think it's one of those... Um, uh, like thick-leaved euphorbic euphorbia, the thick Oh, it's plants. like a euphorbia. I know that word is Grandy. Yes. I would, I couldn't tell you one if I tripped over it. Well, yeah, I don't know. What, I don't know what I that guess. means either. But uh, yeah, you're both right. It's a, it's a plant. <laughs> um, I mean, that, I don't know if it's the plant you were thinking of, but it is a plant <laughs> uh, native okay. to tropical and warm regions. So why was it Croton on Hudson? Uh, maybe they found one there. I don't maybe know. they grew some plants there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, dysphoria, I think we all know. Dysphoria, D-Y-S-P-H-O-R-I-A. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Okay, gazebo, I think we all know. Gazebo, really? Out of all these, we end up with gazebo there? <laughs> 
that's a, I don't get it. It's like we had like you know Alkazam or whatever the hell it was at the beginning. You know, the gazebo. Just just a re- really really quickly dysphoria sort of general unease or general. The opposite of you. Yeah, Feeling yeah, the opposite of euphoria. Yeah. And then a gazebo. Everybody knows what a gazebo yeah. is. I don't need to explain that one. Okay, here's what I have no idea with. I I mean, I have part of it. Chymograph or chemograph. K-Y-M-O-G-R-A-P-H. Now, the graph part, I'm going to guess because, like, they measure stuff. So it measures chemo. Chemo would seem to me to be movement. So it could be a measuring of mo- movement measure. I don't know. Kath, like a seismograph or something? I don't know. I, mm, K-Y, yeah, can, like, 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 kines, kines, I don't know, like kinesiology, mm. I don't know. I don't feel good about giving you the, giving it to you, Ross. The graph part was easy, but it's for recording variations in pressure, like in sound waves or in blood within blood uh, vessels. Ross lost. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I lost that. That's yeah. not Yeah, me. we're digging you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, the next one I happen to know because I was horrified when we were little kids in Europe. Ortolan. O R T O L A N. I think I know it. I know. Uh, I, I think I know. I've this. at least heard this word. Uh, but I just typed it and it looks familiar. But I got to tell you, I'm going to take. I've got to. I've got to ding me on it. I don't know. I'm saying it's like little teeny little birds that people eat. Is what I think. Oh, is that the ones where they put the the napkin over their heads and then eat them? Yeah. So God I think won't it is. see I them know. eating the bird. Yeah. 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 You both nailed it. I did not. That, no? I don't count. I mean, You're not going to no, take that. No, because right. Ross Ross was understood it. I I I was thinking oral. No, but you knew it, Kat, because you you said you knew it. Yeah. Once you said I it was talked. Once you said it was a bird, I knew it. I'm not taking. I'd it. give it right. to you. Well, I, she doesn't okay. want it. I'm not giving it to her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The, the last word is quadrat or quadrat. Q U A D R A T. Quad rat. Yes. It's a rat with four legs instead of the usual eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one. I think you should get a point on that one. I have no idea. It's quadrant without an N. I mean, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Quadrat. It's something with four sides, but I have no idea either. What do you think, Fletcher? No, I, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, quad is the only part of that that I know, so uh, yeah, so I don't. But I can tell you what it is because I've just now typed it into the computer. Uh, Ross, did you want to guess before I tell you? I said I, I said it's something with four sides, but that's yeah, that doesn't mean anything. Okay, um, so it's I, like a measurement of something that has four sides to it. But what is that? Uh, yeah, I'm not even. I mean, the four obviously has to have something to do with it, but it's not even mentioned in either of the definitions. Um, what, there's one definition related to the world of ecology, and it is each of a number of small areas of habitat, typically of one square meter, selected at random to act as samples for assessing the local distribution of plants or animals. <laughs> So, I mean, I mean, like, ba- wow. ba- basically, you know, uh, you see how many mice are in this one square meter, and that's your quadrant, right? <laughs> okay, okay, my like question it. is, now, why would this appear on a list that shows how educated you are? Because I, I, I defy, the, like, 99.99% of the people to, like, know this. Am I right? Well, okay, turn it into 99.6% of the people because it has another definition, which is in the world okay. of in, okay. in, in the world of letterpress printing, and it's a small block of metal lower than the face of the type inserted <gasps> to fill up short lines or adjust spacing. Right? Oh my gosh, I've heard it. Yeah. I I oh my gosh, I I have heard that with people with printing. 
Wow. I've never I didn't heard know it in my life. <laughs> I've never, never. <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's why I moved it back to 99.6% people. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. That was that was aesthetic of you, Fletcher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. is, is that what that means? Shoot. <laughs> wow, I've heard the word. I did not know it, though. I just suddenly realized it with printing. Mm. Like letting and kerning and stuff. Remember those words, Kathy, with printing? Letting and kerning. You still use the, yeah, kerning, but it's, yeah. it's because yeah. of computers, it's all kind of like gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so that's the test. Wow. So I, I had seven out of 20. Uh, let's see. Kathy had 10 out of those 20. Ross only, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Ross, you had 15 out of those last 20 there. That's pretty darn I, good. I really don't like Ross. I'm sorry, That's Ross. Of <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not very pleased yeah. with you right now. <laughs> Man, those that were hard. Tough. Those were really, 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 really hard. That was really I want to know. Uh, of, I, I, I want our listeners, uh, I want to know if anybody beat that 15 out of 20. Let us know, please, because yeah, well, I'm really, sure a lot I, of people I, did. You, oh, you please, think? I don't want to really? know them either then. <laughs> you know, really, for, he- <laughs> for heaven's sake. Kath, next time we have a quadrat of, uh, <laughs> I love that word. <laughs> it sounds like Star Trek. Do you remember Star Trek with Quatloos? Oh, yeah. Do you remember the earliest Star Trek? Oh, God. Trek what was that? Ones? What was that, that one with the Quatloos? Something about the, what, yeah, where they were getting the drinks. Like, no, it was three brains and they were betting on Kirk. The first Kirk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. the original Kirk. They were fighting. betting. Oh, that's right. I'll bet XYZ Quatloos. Yeah. 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 Actually, look up Quatloo. Does that, has that entered the vocabulary? I'm just curious. I always love the word. I don't know. But let's Quatloos. try. Yes. Quatloo. It's in the 16th episode of the second season of Star Trek. <laughs> Gangsters of Triskelion. Yes. Russ, I believe. It's Triskelion, anyway. It's not Triskelion. I always thought it was Triskelion, like three skeletons. I believe it's pronounced Triskelion. Oh, okay. And there's a Quatloos.com now, Internet Fraud Awareness website. Oh, well, that, that's because it, it's a cryptocurrency now. Of course it is. <laughs> if you want to buy a Quatloo, it's trading at, looks like, uh, about... I can invest, finally! <laughs> it's trading at about five one-thousandths of a dollar, it looks like. I'm in it! Okay. I'm in it, babe. <laughs> this is it. It's an anomaly. <laughs> well, I, I, I figure. Yeah, I mean, if if you wanted to use the old pump and dump scam, I figure us even mentioning Quatloos as a cryptocurrency on here is probably going to raise that by, I mean, a thousand percent. <laughs> I might make ten cents. <laughs> This episode of You're Saying It Wrong has been produced by me, Fletcher Powell, help from Beth Golay and Luann Stevens in the studios of KMUW in Wichita, Kansas. You're Saying It Wrong is a worldwide affair. Kathy Petrus records from her home in Granada, Spain. Ross Petrus from his home in Toronto, Ontario in Canada. If you have a question for Kathy and Ross, you can tweet it at us. We're at YSIWpod. Email them at kandrpetrus at gmail.com or email me at powell at kmuw.org. And if you like what we're doing, leave us a rating or better yet, a review on your podcast platform of choice. 
Kathy and Ross's book, You're Saying It Wrong, was published by 10 Speed Press. You can find that and much of their other work pretty much anywhere you get books. We recommend your local independent bookstore. And, of course, Kathy and Ross are always up to something. You can check out their other work through their website, kandrpetras.com. That's K-A-N-D-R-P-E-T-R-A-S dot com. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks.